Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is Live Bet Sunday presented by BetMGM. I am Jonathan Von Tobel. Got a good show, of course, for the next hour. Got a lot of NFL action as those games get started. We'll keep you up to date on everything that is happening in the world of the NFL. And, of course, preview the afternoon slate. We've got a lot of action in the afternoon slate. We'll mention those and what they are coming up in a couple of minutes. And, of course, 11 a.m. Pacific time for all of you college football nerds out there. Uh, we've got the college football lines revealed as we look ahead to the next week of college football action. But let's talk about where some of these lines are going to close for the morning slate of action. We did see one game already. Go final. So good for the Minnesota Vikings getting a win over the New Orleans Saints out there in London. But we start at the top of the rotation, work our way down for the 10 a.m. games. Tennessee in Indiana taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are going to close here as a four-point favorite. Some spots actually shaded to the favorite side at minus 120. Indianapolis getting support in this spot here against the Titans. Total down from 44.5 to 43. Seems like a somewhat winnable game for the Colts who are taking on statistically one of the worst defenses in the National Football League in the Tennessee Titans. Chicago and New York. Giants a wide receiver core a little bit banged up, of course. And the faith in New York after a 2-0 start, uh, well, that is gone. It does seem at least. The market in on Chicago. We're talking about two and a half in multiple spots. There are threes shaded to the favorite side at minus 115 or minus 120. Total has dropped from 39 and a half in some spots to 38 and a half. We're still floating around that number. Giants are going to close just under a field goal favorite. Buffalo and Baltimore. This seems to be the game of the morning slate. There's another sneaky good candidate. Jacksonville. Excuse me. I Freudian slip. I gave it away. Buffalo is going to close as a three and a half point favorite with a total of 50 and a half threes in some spots, but three minus 115 or minus 120 dominate the board here. News, of course, for Baltimore, at least that offensive line 
continues to have issues. Every single week, it seems that Ronnie Stanley is going to make his debut, and every single week, Ronnie Stanley is eventually ruled out. Uh, Los Angeles on the road against the Houston Texans. Uh, the Keenan Allen watch, well, that was officially ended. Keenan Allen's not going to play here for the Los Angeles Chargers. They, though, are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Some spots up to six, and one spot even six minus 115 in favor of Los Angeles on the road here against the Texans. You can make a strong case, I think, for Houston, especially when you look at some of the numbers when it comes to the Chargers secondary and their coverage. But the Texans right now, at least the market moving against them ever so slightly right before we get to kickoff. Seattle and Detroit, a lot of injury concerns for Detroit in multiple areas. This thing's down to three after opening six. Total is up, though, from 46 to 48. Quite a few three and a halfs out there, so we'll call consensus line closing here three and a half. Uh, but our other home, that would be the South Point, who doesn't operate in altering the juice, three minus 110 over at the South Point. New York Jets are going to close here in this spot against Pittsburgh as a three-point underdog. Uh, we'll call it three, but the favorite side is shaded in pretty much everywhere, three minus 120. Washington, Dallas. Dallas, a three-point favorite with a total of 41. Cleveland, Atlanta. Cleveland's going to go off as a one-point favorite, the total of 48 and a half. And the game of the morning slate, yes, it is. Jacksonville against Philadelphia after the Buffalo game, of course. Jacksonville is going to close as a six and a half point underdog with a total of 44. So we have a lot to get to some of the afternoon games too. We'll touch on those as we move along uh, to update you on what I'm tracking, at least in this morning uh, contest. But we got one, uh, this from the contest play at least, and I got some other bets too, but uh, those numbers have moved quite a bit. But for the contest perspective, a respectable 10 and five start in the end, a Westgate Super Contest, Bills minus three in this morning slate against the Baltimore Ravens. Broncos plus three later today against the Las Vegas Raiders. Laid the nine and a half with the Packers against the New England Patriots. Buccaneers plus one and a half against the Chiefs. And then Monday night taking one and a half with the Rams in that spot against the 49ers. So as we wait for a little bit of action here in these morning games, uh, let's go to the natural jumping off point, which is actually that first game up there and one that's going to happen right in our own backyard, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Denver Broncos. A uh, contest number is a little bit better for you uh, from at least the Westgate's perspective. This is a sitting at three for the contest uh, for the board itself. We're talking about two and a half, two and a half minus one twenty three altered juice. Uh, so we're just toggling back and forth here at a lot of spots for this number. The bad MGM number, two and a half, as you see there, though, shaded to the favorite side at minus 115 with a total of 45 and a half. And the reasoning here is a couple of things. The first, though, is which it focuses on Derek Carr. Derek Carr has uh, not been great in any way, shape, or form to start this NFL season. Coming off of arguably, actually, no, it's not arguably. It is. It's his best game of the season against the Tennessee Titans, despite the fact that the Raiders in that game uh, went one for, I think, 12 or one for 13 on third downs. From a passing standpoint, Carr had his best game. A PFF grade of 74.1 from a passing standpoint. Turnover-worthy plays. Uh, his second fewest, but still committed two. And this has been my overall problem with Carr. He has put the ball in danger quite a bit this season. Turnover-worthy play rate of 5.7% or commits a turnover-worthy play on 5.7% of his passing attempts. And keep in mind that you're talking about the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Titans, as his three opponents that he has faced up to this point, all three of those teams rank 20th or lower in coverage grade by PFF standards, and their secondary, by other metrics, rates out all three of those teams 22nd or lower. But when you're talking about the Denver Broncos, this is a team that defensively has been very sound, and their coverage on the back end has been fantastic. A top-five coverage team by multiple standpoints, the Denver Broncos. I've just had this weird inkling that the market, the market's kind of been chasing the Raiders. Like they've been wanting this Raiders team to have success 
And that ultimately has not been the case for the Las Vegas Raiders. They went up as high as six against the Arizona Cardinals. And of course, they blow that game, but still failed to cover as up towards of a five and a half point favorite. Uh, we know what happens when they close as a road favorite for some reason against the Tennessee Titans, a side that I was on uh, last week, too, from a contest perspective and a play perspective. So we're just going to keep kind of riding this train where I don't think the market is realizing that the Broncos and the Raiders are essentially equal teams. And if we're rating out home field, which I do, at about one and a half points, uh, this is not a team that I think is about one and a half points better than the Denver Broncos. I think these two teams are very equal. So when you're talking about three, it seems like a valuable number to take there and um, from a contest and a bet perspective against the Las Vegas Raiders. And the flip side of that, too, is, too, by the way, uh, their defense against the Tennessee Titans last week in that first half, over 9.1 yards per play for the game, 6.6. Defense has been, uh, we'll call it below average. It has not been great for the Raiders on either side. And hearing some things behind the scenes for the Raiders, let's just say that it is a, it's not all kumbaya behind the scenes for the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniel's second stint as head coach of the Raiders. So for that, like the Broncos in that spot, market's kind of wrestling with itself, going back and forth between this 3 minus 120. Not surprising to see multiple threes out there, though, shaded to the favorite side. You expect that they're going to be kind of the faux-supported side at that point. Quick update for you before we move on to the next one. Uh, that was a really quick interception, I believe, by Josh Allen on the first possession there, of course. The Ravens take advantage. J.K. Dobbins, short touchdown run. They are up now 6-0 over the Buffalo Bills. 13-26 left to go in the first. Uh, so, a very good. I guess that's a touchdown reception, is it? Because it was a shovel pass to J.K. Dobbins. So, the Ravens are up on top 6-0 here in this matchup. We'll see if they can hold on to this lead, as uh, they did not do very good when they had a very big lead in the fourth quarter against another AFC East team. So from there, talked a little bit about the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. And by the way, we should note, too, uh, coming up in a little bit, Von Dalzell is going to be with us, betting analyst for NBC Sports Edge. Uh, he's on the other side of that. So I uh, can't wait to hear the other perspective of supporting the Las Vegas Raiders and what he's got, as well as some other plays uh, that he is looking at. That's going to be coming up in uh, 30 minutes from now, or I guess don't call it 23. Other games that are up on the board later today. So this is... Um, I don't think it's too bad, especially from a contest standpoint, to get a little chalky with some of these selections. Two weeks ago, I laid 10 with the Green Bay Packers against the Chicago Bears on that Sunday night football matchup. They ultimately get there, although it was a little touch and go. And so went back to the well here for the Green Bay Packers against the New England Patriots. Now, of course, we do know that the New England Patriots are not going to have Mac Jones here, despite all of the protests from one Bill Belichick throughout the week. But I think... The Packers, this is my case that I've been making for them. And the last two weeks, I, I've been on them in some way, shape, or form because their identity is starting to become a little bit more solid here. When you look at the fact that they have one of the better defenses in the National Football League, uh, I think from an EPA per play standpoint, defensively, I'll double-check the numbers, uh, I think I've got them as a top 10 unit, uh, seventh, I think, uh, no, ninth, uh, in terms of EPA per play overall uh, in the NFL. This is a really good defense. This is arguably the best defense that Aaron Rodgers has had up to this point in his career at Green Bay, outside of potentially, of course, the one uh, that they won the Super Bowl with. But they have done a really tremendous job, and they have changed their identity. If you look at actually those numbers that are up on the screen right now, if you're watching, and for those who aren't listening, maybe, uh, they are three perfect 3-0 three to the under, but I think it's for a reason. It's not because of their defense alone. It's because the Packers are becoming a little bit more... Um, we'll call it slow in their pace, but a little bit more dedicated to what they want to do offensively. Their best weapons on offense are their running backs. It is Dylan, it is Jones, it is playing at a little bit of a slower pace, establishing the run, which they have done much better in the first two games, especially that game against Chicago, uh, but playing a little bit more through their better weapons as opposed to trying to fit that square peg round hole with some of these wide receivers. We also saw Romeo Dobbs kind of emerge a little bit, the rookie wide receiver out of Nevada, in that last game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
But the Packers are starting to find their identity. And on the other end, we get a green, we get a New England Patriots team that I think, and I know that I've played against them. I've got an under on their win total. Uh, I've played against them a couple of times here in the early parts of this season. I think that this Patriots team has become a little still overvalued. And even with this adjustment where it is um, Brian Hoyer instead of Mac Jones, this Patriots offense has been one of the worst in the National Football League since the start of the year from a yards per play standpoint, from an EPA per play standpoint, well into the mid-20s in multiple different metrics. Taking on this defense is going to be a really big deal because I think they're not going to get much in terms of execution there. And the other side of it is, I'm not sure this front seven for New England is going to be able to stop the Green Bay Packers and what they want to do in terms of their rushing attack. Again, bottom of the league if you're talking about power situations and defending those. A lot of good metrics that point to the fact that this is going to be a rough day, I think, for the New England Patriots front seven. And their secondary is already one of the weaker ones, in my opinion, in the National Football League. Haven't really played a team yet outside of Baltimore. And even then, you can make the argument it's not the perfect team uh, to really exploit those issues. Aaron Rodgers, and especially some of these better connections uh, with a guy like Dubs, that's really going to help, I think, exacerbate some of the problems that the Patriots are going to have. And you don't want to focus contest-wise on going too contrarian, uh, but the fact that, at least when it comes to the Super Contest perspective, I think this was the same for the Circa Millions. I'll I'll double-check and have the answer on the other side. Um, But from a standpoint of most supported side, uh, the Patriots are getting a little bit more support. So it's not the worst thing in the world to be on the side that is uh, not the more popular selection when it comes to a contest standpoint, at the very least. Uh, Not so much being contrarian, uh, but again, from a contest standpoint. All right, later in the show, I'll give you the the side that I feel the strongest about, and it's one of the best numbers I've got in pocket for the weekend, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, and the market's finally getting this right and moving it to where it's at. But we'll get to that analysis coming up a little bit later from now. Let's talk to Aaron Ladd, sports anchor out in Kansas City, about the Chiefs' perspective of what's going on there. I wrote a a fascinating piece. It was an opinion column that, Patrick Mahomes needs to tone it down. He's been all about him. It's falling apart in Kansas City. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break 
and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, a lot going on in the world of the NFL. Chargers, courtesy of a Davis Mills pick, uh, set up for a relatively easy touchdown drive. So 7-0. First quarter, 10-16 left to go in running there. Jags are up 7-0 over the Philadelphia Eagles in arguably one of the better games of the morning slate. Geno Smith, my guy, uh, because I started him in fantasy, uh, has thrown a touchdown pass. They are up 7-0 over the Detroit Lions. With that, uh, let's welcome in Aaron Ladd, sports anchor out there in Kansas City, talk a little bit about the Chiefs. But first, Aaron, uh, one, I appreciate the time here on this Sunday. Two, are you feeling all right? I note in your uh, bio here you are an alum of Missouri. Uh, I, you almost had him there yesterday. You had to bring that up, man. <laughs> I come on your show in good faith, thinking, you know, it's all good, and, and there you go. No, I'm good. It's fine part of the business my expectations were low going in so you know it, it hurts more when it's close but yep. uh <laughs> Sunday I, is back I figured I figured I, I didn't want to rub salt in the wound I thought it was going to be a positive look I grew up watching UNLV football so you know if there was going to be a competitive point at some point and they actually have been pretty good this year uh, I think I would relish it at some point but uh, anyway we move on Kansas City uh, let's talk about the Chiefs so I, I think what I'm really interested in, in with Kansas City Aaron is the fact that when you look there's like different ways to look at the way the Chiefs have been operating offensively. Patrick Mahomes' numbers on the surface look really good, but at times the Chiefs' offense kind of looks like it's stuck in neutral. There's some metrics that paint them as a top 10 offense, but it really hasn't looked kind of what you really expect, even with the loss of Tyreek Hill. What has been your takeaway for Kansas City offensively here through the first three weeks of the season? You know, they're a little Jekyll and Hyde on offense, and it reminds me of how they started off last season as well. A lot of people remember the slow start record-wise, but there was a slow start offensively where it looked like they just weren't on schedule at times. That's the word I'll use to describe 
how they want to play offensively this season is there's a schedule to it. Uh, a sprinkle of Kelsey here, a little bit of Clyde Edwards-Alaire there, MVS or Juju, and the occasional McCole Hardman and, and Sky Moore uh, production as well. But they want to be balanced. They want to be more on schedule. And, and it, it, we're extremely off script in the Indianapolis game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it starts with the run and it starts with the offensive line. And they got beat in the trenches last week as well. And, and we'll look to that in prime time in Tampa tonight. Yeah, when you look at some of the more uh, the advanced metrics for Kansas City, for those who want to know, EPA per play-wise, offensively overall, they are the third best team in the NFL, uh, but does leave a little bit more to be desired. So as we kind of move on here, what is this team's identity overall? Because they're obviously, they don't look as explosive, but are we going to see a little bit more of this slow plotting kind of deal where it's a little bit more uh, like focused on these drives, a little bit more elongated? Because they don't seem to have the explosiveness. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think these drives seem to just get a little bit more methodical for Kansas City, and it does have an effect on them from a totals perspective as you move on into the year. But do you think that this is going to kind of be their thing as we move on and expand a little bit more? Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes kind of tipped his cards earlier uh, this season when he told fantasy football players, hey, it's going to be hard to predict from a week-to-week yep. basis who's going to be our guy on that week. And it's incredibly frustrating as a fantasy manager myself. <laughs> I couldn't imagine having Chiefs that you want to start. But uh, it, 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 it's kind of like Andy Reid has approached this year as you're not going to figure us out. You, you know, we're going to have a different book from week to week. And we might get beat it. We might get beat it. And it might be off schedule. And there might be times when it doesn't completely work. But – it's not going to be the heavy dose of Kelsey and Hill that we saw in previous weeks. Uh, and it's going to be a challenge. It, it, it's going to be a challenge for Patrick Mahomes, uh, similar to when teams were playing him with the two high, two high safety and shell looks, to, to, to keep a drive on schedule, to have kind of a nine and ten play drive and drive methodically down the field uh, and we'll take the bait from defenses. Uh, it, it's early into the year. Uh, I would like to evaluate a team at least after the first four games with how long NFL seasons are. But uh, if, if they beat Tom Brady tonight and come out of this first four, three and one, yep. and with the, the hardest eight-game schedule in league history, you got to feel good if you're a Kansas City fan. And that's what I'm kind of interested to see what Tampa Bay does against them. We, we saw last year that the game plan against Patrick Mahomes was we're not going to blitz anymore. You're great against the blitz. We're going to drop more guys back. And we're going to let you play a little bit more methodically overall anyway. And we're going to see if you can be more patient, cut down on the turnover where he plays and the turnover worthy luck kind of ran out on him last year, but it's, it's really high again this year. What do you expect the game plan is from Tampa Bay defensively? Do we see a little bit more of a patient approach again, kind of dropping everybody rushing your traditional four and letting Patrick Mahomes work in that regard? I, I think the plan for Tampa Bay is to rush the passer. Yeah. And the last time these two teams played, we know how, how big of a storyline that was biggest game of the year. Chiefs don't have their starting tackles. Uh, and, and Tampa wreaks havoc in the in Kansas City's backfield. Similar thing could happen later tonight. Uh, we've looked at Orlando Brown and the aftermath of his contract situation and the semi holdout, show up to camp late and be frustrated type of thing uh, that he's going through this year. And, and he looks like a guy who's been rusty. He looks like a guy who didn't go through the offseason programming. Uh, and, and you kind of heard Shaq Barrett for Tampa say, "Hey, I'm looking at their old line like." Uh, you know, it's looking a little bit like food over there. Mm. <laughs> and guys don't say that lightly in the National Football League. I think if you're Tampa, uh, their defense has been their strengths, obviously, with, with Brady and the wide receivers being out and them trying to patchwork uh, the offensive attack there. It's all about making Mahomes move and, and keeping him off schedule. All right, let's flip, uh, let's flip this then before we get you out of here. Defensively, uh, the Chiefs had some highs and lows last year. So far, it's been relatively high, uh, but... They have faced the Arizona Cardinals and the Indianapolis Colts, two teams that right now measure out to be uh, bottom-tier offenses, and uh, the Colts are not off to a great start right now against the Tennessee Titans. 
So what is the takeaway and maybe some of the changes from Kansas City defensively through these first three games? Yeah, the, the defensive backs, I'm looking at a lot of a lot of their play. You've got young DBs in that room. I think of a, a, a Jalen Watson who made that long pick six in prime time on, on Amazon's debut at Arrowhead. Uh, he's, he's being called on to play a lot of, a, a lot of key and crucial snaps with Kansas City missing first-round pick Trent McDuffie. Uh, it's all about the DBs, and, and I'm imagining Brady is still trying to get his timing down with his new faces. He's trying to get Julio involved. He's trying to get uh, Cole Beasley involved. The DBs are going to be called on to hold their own. Uh, and allow the D-line to work. So I'm looking to see what they can do uh, against Tampa Bay tonight. All right, Aaron, we'll get you out of here on this. The market's been steadily going in the direction of Tampa Bay. They opened up as a a one-and-a-half point. Actually, they opened up as a three-point underdog. They are now a a one-and-a-half point favorite. Totals at 46-and-a-half. What do you expect tonight? Yeah, this is tough to predict, and I hate hate predictions first and foremost because I... I, I'll hold you to it. Get them wrong. Uh, I, I like Kansas City's offense better than Tampa's offense at this point in time. I'll, I'll say that. If these two teams get into a, a high-scoring affair, I expect Kansas City's elevator to go to a higher a higher floor. So I do, I do like KC tonight. Aaron, we're never wrong over here. So when you, if you're wrong, we'll, uh, we'll hold you to everything that you have said here today. Aaron, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much. Hey, take it easy. Aaron Ladd, sports anchor out there in Kansas City. Uh, all right, we have a lot to update as we look around the world of the National Football League. First off, uh, as I said, the Indianapolis Colts off to a, a just a fast, a fantastic start here against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, a drive for the Tennessee Titans opening drive, I believe, went right down to the end zone. Uh, touchdown there, up 7 nothing over Indianapolis. Matt Ryan on the first drive sacked as part of the reason why that drive ended. Also almost throws an interception on the second drive here. So out of third and eight, we'll see if Matt Ryan and the Colts can extend anything. But I'll say, throwing short of the sticks, probably not going to allow you to convert a first down. And that's ultimately what happens, fourth and eight for Indy. The Bills had a somewhat promising drive that ends up in a field goal attempt, which is good. So Baltimore right now, a 7-3 lead, 7.55 left to go in this game uh, against the Buffalo Bills. And remember, uh, from a betting standpoint, pre-flop, the Bills closed as a three-point favorite. It is the Ravens who are in-game over at BetMGM, a one-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 56-and-a-half there. Uh, Really big play in Detroit and Seattle. A rough spot because Tyler Lockett, actually returned the punt for a couple of yards, but then was stripped. Detroit recovers. That a touchdown, right? Uh, so they missed the extra point. Seven to six, that lead for Seattle. But from an in-game standpoint, the Lions right now, at least market shows, a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 56-and-a-half. And some other things going. And I thought we didn't really get into the details on this game because obviously it's a morning game. The more fascinating, one of the more fascinating games is Jacksonville and Philly. And I laugh because I think that was a fumble that was fumbled forward and recovered like five yards upfield by Christian Kirk. Uh, but... It was a really interesting matchup here because if you look at some of the numbers behind Philly's defense, I think it's fifth lowest average or defensive average depth of target. So in other words, a defense that lets you complete everything underneath so that they can kind of contain it themselves and keep it in front of them. Well, Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence, actually one of the top teams in terms of completions from zero to nine yards downfield. It's been a really quick passing attack for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. How those two things mesh, a defense that allows what that offense wants to do, was going to be pretty interesting to see how these teams match up. Well, it's an early 7-0 lead for Jacksonville, and they're also got a first and goal right now from the Philadelphia 4-3 yard line. So we'll see if they can punch that in. But right now, in-game, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 48-and-a-half. And in an AFC South, which continues to look mediocre by the moment, a two-and-a-three-and-one start there for Jacksonville uh, could be uh, very, 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 very strong. 
for them in that division. And also, Atlanta closes a one-point underdog. Sneaky good Atlanta offensively. They were up 3-0 over the Cleveland Browns. 328 left to go in the first quarter there. Miles Garrett, again, not out there for the Cleveland Browns. So we'll update everything going on in the world of the National Football League. We'll also continue to now uh, analyze some of the later games. Von Dalzell is going to join us next. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. NHL season's almost here, folks, and our hockey betting experts ready for all the action. VSEN hockey season prep guides available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts. That includes Andy McNeil with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide's must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. So give yourself an edge this season. Get the VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber today at vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, so we had a Browns fumble, correct, that set up the Atlanta Falcons for a Corderell Patterson touchdown. They have a 10-0 lead over Cleveland. They, in that matchup, closed preflop as a one-point underdog. My guy, Geno Smith, with his second touchdown that he's been responsible for. How about that? Nine plays, or 11 plays, 80 yards, five plays, 66 yards, I think. Those are the two touchdown drives for the Seattle Seahawks, who are up on top of the Detroit Lions by a score of 14-6. to And I think we have a touchdown here. We do. J.K. Dobbins' second score of the day. And the Ravens now lead 13-3 to with an extra point coming in that matchup at home against the Buffalo Bills. And a very quick two drives for the Titans. They lead 14-0 over the Indianapolis Colts, who closed as a four-point favorite of this game back at home against the Titans. So a big deficit for one of the worst teams offensively in the NFL to overcome. And speaking of 14-0 leads, Jacksonville still up on top 14-0 over the Philadelphia Eagles in their matchup in Philly. I can update you on the other games, but they're boring. Field goal leads. Come on, let's go. Get a little bit more scoring. Let's welcome in Von Dalzell, uh, betting analyst, NBC Sports. Nice enough to give us some time here on this Sunday. Von, we appreciate it. Know all these games going on. You've got some action uh, happening. I wanted to focus on the later games with you, though. And first and foremost, one that's going to happen out here in Las Vegas. Uh, give us your thoughts on the Denver Broncos on the road here against Las Vegas. It's been a disappointing start for the Raiders. Uh, from a cover standpoint, they have yet to do it. They are 0-3 straight up as well, of course. And it's been disappointing for an offense that a lot of people had some high expectations for. What do you make of this spot back at home against a division opponent like the Broncos? Certainly. I know you probably heard about this game plenty this week and how it's great to play an 0-3 team ATS in week four. Uh, that is something I definitely buy into. You know, I bought into the Raiders' tough stretch start to the season. That was why I bet them three units on the team total under eight and a half wins. So I do love the 0 3 start, but I know it is coming to an end here. And this is a prime game, in my opinion. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, is there a coach with a winning record that's on a hot seat like he is? Mm-hmm. And he just he just got here. Uh, the offensive line struggling. Russell Wilson is constantly under pressure. Receivers drop passes, running backs fumbling. Uh, defense is the only thing that's looking good and they're the most penalized team in the NFL. So uh, I look at the Broncos and why they haven't looked good and the Raiders haven't looked good. This is a prime spot for the Raiders to get a win. They're eight and one ATS uh, in the last nine against them overall. And they've won six straight at home. So yeah, I I love this spot for the Raiders here to get a win. They can pack their bags in January if they don't win this game. Yep. All right, let's go to the other matchup, the Cardinals uh, in this spot. This is, I think this is actually a pretty fascinating game because uh, the Cardinals have not been very good, and their secondary has been among the worst. But Carolina, from an offensive standpoint, really lack a lot of explosiveness. Uh, they are on the road here against the Panthers. This is pretty much one across the board. One spot's actually flash and pick, and that would be the Westgate here in Las Vegas. 
What do you make of this matchup here for the Cardinals on the road and this disappointing start up to this point for Arizona outside of the win against the Raiders? Yeah, I got this Cardinals lineup plus two early. And the look-ahead line on some books was between Cardinals three to four as a favor here. So what happened that made us think the, the Panthers should be laying points in this spot? I mean, of course they beat the Saints, but that was a prime sandwich spot of the Saints. They're coming off a loss to the Bucks. They had a game in London that they played today to look forward to. Um, that was just a sandwich spot for the Panthers to finally break that 0-9 ATS and money line streak. But as you guys can see with the, uh, the graphic on the screen here, Matt Rule is a favorite has been terrible. He's 3-10 and 10 overall, but 1-7 ATS as a home favorite. The only game he covered was against the New York football Jets, LOL. Um, and, of course, we all know Kyler Murray, excellent. As a road team, as a road team, a road underdog, 12-4-1 ATS as a road dog. Cliff Clingsbury, awesome as a road coach. Um, yeah, Matt Roll may not be a favorite ever again. This could be the last game. So I laid it with the Cardinals on the spread and the money line. Uh, pretty confident they get a West Coast win or East Coast win, even though it's going to be a, a tough trip for them, to be honest, especially with the weather. So we'll get to Monday Night Football shortly. And I know you didn't, at least from what I was told, you didn't really have anything with New England and Green Bay. But any analysis here between those two, the line sitting at nine and a half, there's one nine out there. Is there a difference? You know, the market thinks there's quite a difference between Brian Hoyer and Mac Jones. In your mind, is there a big difference between the two at quarterback? Yeah, uh, not as big of a difference as we saw like Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. You know, that's maybe a half a point or a one point with Winston beat up. But a Hoyer here, I mean, yeah, that's 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 nearing, I don't want to say a field goal, but you're getting towards that one-and-a-half, two-point range here. I mean, I think the Mac Jones would have been a six-and-a-half or seven-point dog. Um, they don't look very good. They've had a couple offensive plays with explosion. I'm a Steelers fan, so I saw them break out a little bit there in that second half in the following week against the Ravens here and there. But to me, the Patriots – or the sharp side, if you can get them a 9.5 or 10. But the real best bet in this game is live betting them and taking the second half under. Overall in this game, we're getting a team total under. The Packers only averaged 3.3 points per game in the second half this season. Only the Seahawks and Titans are worse. On top of that, the Packers have a trip to London next week against the Giants over international waters. So they don't want to play a full 60 minutes and beat up on a, back, a backup quarterback like they have to. So while you think the Packers on paper should blow them out, it probably won't be the case. I could see both these teams kind of chilling out in the fourth quarter, and we see a low-scoring game. So I would live bet the under in this game. All right, I like it. Let's go to Monday night then. Uh, San Francisco playing host to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, right now we're looking at one and a half. Total has gone down from 48 to 42 and a half. We saw it was that big 48 very, very early in the week. Uh, so your thoughts here and the dynamic of – I'll was i tell you, Vaughn, I, I, I very much disagreed with the thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was this really massive upgrade over Trey Lance for a team that, by the way, a lot of folks had graded as a 10-11 win team, a Super Bowl contender, right behind the Rams in the division. I thought the market didn't realize how bad Jimmy G was last year. But what have you made of San Francisco with this shift to Jimmy Garoppolo after watching him on Sunday night against Denver? Yeah, you know, I've always pegged Jimmy G as a winner in his career, but he's always had a great defense behind him. Uh, and, you know, when quarterbacks have good defenses, the status of their caliber on the NFL kind of gets uplifted a lot of times. And while I do think Jimmy G can be an upgrade over Trey Lance, um, and I think he's done – I mean, he's obviously done very well in his career against the Rams. He's 6-0 and on the money line, 5-1 ATS in the regular season. Um, it's just, you know, you look at all the injuries to both these teams. The Niners have the best PFF-rated defense in the NFL once again. Uh, the Rams are not are not looking that bad, but the pass protection for the Rams has been really bad this season, mm -hmm. uh, ranking 22nd. That's going to be worrisome against the Niners. I do agree with the movement on the total going down six points. 48 and a half is entirely too high. Um, I did back the Niners on the money line at minus one and a half. 
Uh, you know, I do like them coming off a loss here. I backed the Broncos in the Sunday night game. I felt like that was a complete trap spot for everyone to bet the Niners just because Jimmy G is the upgrade over Trey Lance. And that line went from plus two and a half to Niners to minus one half or two for the Niners on a Sunday night game. So great bounce back spot with Jimmy G. 11 and three on the money line, nine and five ATS coming off a loss. So I like them to uh, kind of just beat up on the Rams like they always do. The Rams cannot play that dragon. Ram, uh, I was going to call you Rams. Vaughn, uh, <laughs> good having you again, <laughs> man. I uh, really appreciate it as always. And good luck today, tomorrow, and uh, going forward. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And go Raiders. You got it. Vaughn Dalzell again. NBC Sports Edge is the spot for Vaughn's work. All right. Uh, really quick update. Bills can't hold on to the ball. First possession, it's a Josh Allen interception. This possession, it is a fumble. I didn't see who fumbled it, but it's regardless, a fumble. And uh, it ends up in the hands of the Baltimore Ravens. And then Lamar Jackson doing what he does best. Uh, Singletary on the fumble, thank you very much. Um, But Lamar Jackson doing what he does best and almost like a dominant basketball player in the paint who attracts like four help defenders. There was nobody around on that reception where he finds somebody downfield, big chunk play for Baltimore, and they are in position to yet again score here against the Buffalo Bills. So a rough start for Buffalo, turnovers aplenty, and putting the uh, the Ravens in positions to win this game. Updates on games we haven't hit on quite yet. The New York Giants, uh, early in that contest, Daniel Jones with a, I think it was 21-yard touchdown, scamper, we'll call it, against the Chicago Bears. They are up 7-6 to six over Chicago. Chicago right now has a first and 10 on my screen. It shows at about like their own one-yard line. So we'll see uh, if they can dig out of this hole. But right now, in-game perspective, BetMGM has the New York Giants as a 2.5-point favorite with a total of 43.5. Other games to update you, two field goals for the Dallas Cowboys. That was a very popular selection contest and just betting-wise overall. So 6 nothing for Dallas over the Washington Commanders. 14.56 left to go. Commanders do have the ball right now. Just got it back. First and 10 at their own 25-yard line in that matchup. So Dallas with an early lead, closing a pre-flop as a field goal favorite. They are in-game a 6.5-point favorite. Total off the board over at BetMGM. And the Colts... Finally trying to make something out of nothing here. End of the first quarter. They're going to have a second and eight on the Tennessee 24-yard line, but they do trail at the end of the first 14 to nothing to the Tennessee Titans. So a hot start, two drives, two touchdowns for Tennessee. Indianapolis, not so much, but they are approaching the red zone right now against the Titans, trying to punch it in and getting something at this. So uh, Zach Wilson scored a receiving touchdown. He had a receiving touchdown, huh? All right. Okay, cash it, I guess. I like it. All right, we'll come back. We'll have a lot left to get to here uh, when it comes to this first hour. And remember, coming up in the next hour, uh, one of my favorite hours of the week, uh, that would, of course, would be revealing the college football lines for the next week of action. Uh, Next week's slate in college football is absolutely tremendous, and we have a lot of games to get to when it comes to the next hour, including who would have thought that one of the games of the weekend when we talk college football in the next hour would be TCU-Kansas for the lead in the Big 12. we got a lot to get to here. Live Bet Sunday and College Football Lions Reeled coming up in the next 20 here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any pro football game. If you miss only one leg in your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. A couple of updates for you in the world of the NFL. These morning games underway. Some good ones. Uh, first of which are... The Indianapolis Colts are going to settle for a field goal here. Uh, Ellie, I will ask you, is this a cowardly field goal? I cannot tell where they are at at this point right now. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a game from the four. 
Uh, you shouldn't be taking the delay game. But regardless, uh, this is, I guess, not a very cowardly field goal as they are going to try to cut into this lead for the Tennessee Titans. If they do, it is 14-3 to there. Uh, elsewhere, Buffalo Bills, we mentioned that that fumble uh, set up the Baltimore Ravens relatively well. Lamar Jackson actually missed what was going to be a touchdown pass to Mark Andrews, but sails it over his head in the end zone. They have to settle after an offensive pass interference for a field goal in that matchup. So they currently lead the Baltimore, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens do, that is, over the Buffalo Bills by a score of 17-3. to in other, in other news, I was told, as we I think we updated you, but Zach Wilson did receive a touchdown on a Philly-esque special. So the Jets are up in the most thrilling game of the day, 10 to nothing over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, the Browns get into the end zone. It is a Jacoby Brissett rushing touchdown. They were down 10 nothing. Math says they're now down 10-6 with an extra point pending in that matchup against Atlanta. All right, real quick um, pro tip to get to. And I would always stress this because I, I say, like, you know, beat writers are a very good source of information. Like, listen to press conferences for injury news. Don't just wait for injury reports to be released. You can get nuggets from these coaches and from media members on what is going to happen. Why I say that is one of the biggest moves of this weekend, and it's the natural jumping off point into the Sunday night game, from at least my perspective, was Tampa Bay and Kansas City. And if you actually listened to what Todd Bowles said last week before the Green Bay Packers game, he noted to the media that Julio Jones, if it was a playoff game, could have played in that game against the Packers, but they wanted to take the long-haul approach and that they wanted to make sure he was going to be healthy for next week. He also mentioned the health of some other guys that were going to be available for them too. We also knew that Mike Evans was going to come back after a one-game suspension. So we kind of knew about a week ago um, that this team, about a week ago, was going to be healthier coming into this matchup against Kansas City. And yet the market opens up two and a half, got as high as three on Sunday, which is where I got involved. And now it has been, as positive news comes out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a slow and steady trickle toward the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the point where they are now a one-point favorite. So I would just say that. Like, make sure when you're taking an injury information, don't just go to NFL.com or ESPN.com and look at the injury report and read a sentence on what's going on with these guys because you'll just get a questionable designation and whether or not a guy practiced Listen to what the media has to offer when it comes to coaches and other players because they will give you an idea of at least what is happening and at least very one good example of that. The Buccaneers, you had a lot of noise that this Bucs team was going to be much healthier coming into this game than you initially thought when the week got started back on that last Sunday. So that's my pro tip. As far as this game is concerned, look, I still think Matt Brown and I talked about this on Friday when I filled in for Stormy uh, um, on, as I do every single Friday, which was, I still think that this game was playable like pick and minus one. So if you haven't gotten involved in Tampa Bay, I think it's still a playable number here at minus one because I do believe there's a couple of things. One, the slow start here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this has been one of the things that has been like a lot of people, hey, look, man, this is one of the worst offenses from an efficiency standpoint in the NFL. And it has been. Coming into this year, or excuse me, coming into this week, the second worst offense in EPA per play in the National Football League, above the Indianapolis Colts only, has been the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have been very inefficient. They have not been good in any way, shape, or form. You see that. That's why, right? They were a perfect 3-0 to the under coming into this game here today against Kansas City. But one of the key differences when you evaluate Tampa Bay through these first few weeks, the reason why they are not efficient, the reason why they're not good is because they haven't been healthy, because they haven't had the weapons available to them. When you sign Cole Beasley off the street and then he's getting targets days later in your game, you have a problem as a team when it comes to wide receiver availability. But now it's starting to get better for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you look at it from a production standpoint from Don Brady, if you like for PFF, for example, 
His grades have been mid-60s, but it's been a steady baseline of production from Tom Brady. If you look at the rate of rushing plays that they have run up to this point, out of necessity, they have become a run-first team because they don't have the wide receivers available to them. Last year, they ran the ball on about 33% of their offensive plays. This year, that figures over 40% because they can't really do much with their passing attack. However, I believe that coming into a game like this, where now you're a little bit healthier, where Julio Jones, I would not sleep on Julio Jones being active and available in this game because in that game against Dallas, he was great. And he and Tom Brady also already showed a connection. He was a very good deep threat for them. He caught a couple of deep balls as well. This is going to look, I think, like a much different offense for the, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this spot here on Sunday night. And the flip side, while this is the second worst offense in the NFL when it comes to EPA per play, they are the best defense in the National Football League in terms of EPA per play. And this is what we're looking at with now, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes, it got better against the Indianapolis Colts last week, but Mahomes has still been getting away with some of these turnover-worthy plays. I don't think that's going to be the case against a Tampa Bay Buccaneers squad that is going to turn those turnover-worthy plays into turnovers uh, as a whole. And the other side of it is this front seven is great. And the rushing attack has been very inconsistent for Kansas City. And the, I think the Bucs are going to be comfortable enough rushing their base four, doing what they want to do against the Kansas City Chiefs in terms of just rushing those guys, dropping back and creating coverage and pass, or excuse me, pass rush from there and being able to stymie this offense as a whole. So overall, I feel like it's just a really good spot here for the Buccaneers when you look at everything from an injury report standpoint to a matchup, health-wise, everything. To me, it smelled like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So in on the Bucs, use them in the contest, have an actual bet on them, and I think they're in a pretty good situation against Kansas City later today. Now, as far as the other game, actually, we so we talked about this Von Delzell from NBC Sports. He got his opinion on Arizona, Carolina. How about like a secondary pro tip? If you don't have an opinion, obviously you don't have to bet it. Uh, like if Arizona and Carolina, I had nothing. The Arizona Cardinals, from a pass coverage standpoint, have been one of the worst teams in the National Football League. Their corners have been a nightmare. It's why they went and got Trayvon Mullen from the Las Vegas Raiders right before the season started because they have no bodies, no depth in that position room at all. Uh, and from a coverage standpoint, that has now played out. They're one of the worst coverage secondaries in the National Football League through the first three weeks of the season. Their offense has not been good at all. It's been very inefficient, too. We saw them really get stuck against the Los Angeles Rams, and they needed that strong second half against the Raiders to get anything from an offensive production standpoint. Uh, but I had no interest in betting Arizona, and I have no read on what Arizona is as a team. And on the flip side, well, I do think that if you break it down from the standpoint of what the Cardinals' weakness is, and you look at the weapons for Carolina, I think there's a very good shot that some of these deep passing plays that the Panthers are capable of breaking off can happen here against Arizona. However, Baker Mayfield has looked absolutely atrocious through the first three weeks of this NFL season. He's one of the NFL's lowest-graded passers in the NFL. There's no explosiveness, at least consistently, when it comes to this team. And the one thing that the Cardinals have been doing and can do, they have been one of the league leaders in blitz rate. And this is one of, again, the bottom-tiered offensive lines in the National Football League from pass protection. So I would not really trust that Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers can take advantage of what is happening with the Arizona Cardinals. And I think that's why you see, too, we're kind of just sitting on this Carolina minus one, total 43.5. It's been sitting here for a couple of days now. We're looking around, and that's not really something that seems attractive. There's also the other part of this news. I think it was J.J. Watt that tweeted this out. Uh, a very, it seems, scary moment for J.J. Watt from a health perspective, but he is going to be active, it seems. Uh, but this is from him earlier in the day. Uh, apparently, somebody was going to leak this, so he tweeted it out. It went to AFib on Wednesday. Had to have his heart shocked back into rhythm on Thursday and noted that he's playing today. 
So he is going to be available for the Arizona Cardinals, but uh, that is something to monitor for Arizona as they head into this matchup. So overall, in a pretty good spot uh, because I've only got one game right now, and that's the only one that's losing. So <laughs> hopefully the Buffalo Bills can get it together here against the Baltimore Ravens. As far as updates are concerned, did Eckler find the end zone again? 21 nothing. Los Angeles Chargers taking care of business against the Houston Texans. So they're up on top in a very big way over Houston. Eckler with multiple touchdowns on the day, and the Chargers trying to bounce back from a loss to another AFC South opponent from the week before. And the Ravens are rolling, man. They have a first and 10 here right at about midfield as they just cross over that threshold. So they are into Buffalo territory, uh, territory only on the 49-yard line. But still, Bills continue to move the ball with relative ease. I should say the Ravens, excuse me, against the Bills continue to move the ball with relative ease. And Jalen Hurts has found the end zone. It is a three-yard touchdown run. They trail Jacksonville 14-7, 9-13 left to go in that matchup in the second quarter between the Jaguars and the Eagles. All right. With that, we're all done with our live bet Sunday portion of the day. When we come back, college football lines revealed. We have a lot to get to. There are quarterback injuries that we have to note and take care of. Uh, There are a lot of bodies missing for key people as well or for key teams. And massive matchups between teams that we didn't really expect to be massive matchups coming into the season. So we'll have our first look at the next week of college football action when we return here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN. 